The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, we are finally witnessing actual basketball. Thank God. In the Orlando bubble and the Bradenton bubble. Wubble. We will break down what we've seen so far and tell you who's tripping. But first, Darlene, let's run it. Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Darlene, do I, I listen. Wubble, King, way to go. I like the way you introed that in the PG. Um, hey people, this is our fifth show. The new era continues. Monica McNutt here, King McClure as well. All right, before we jump into this week's conversation, last week, King used his Baylor Bear connection. We had Lauren Thomas on. What? Sickum. Oh, Sickum. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm not hip. Sickum. <laughs> um, we had Lauren Cox on, number three draft pick, Indiana Fever. Since she joined us on the show, it has become public knowledge that she tested positive for COVID. We're taping on Wednesday, July 29th. I'm literally watching the fever beating the Phoenix Mercury uh, with two minutes to go in the second quarter. That could change. Uh, Lauren is not on the floor, but she is with her team, and we are anticipating her return to play soon. So, of course, we're wishing her a speedy recovery so she can get back to the business of balling. Um, And her podcast last week was really great. If you have time, Mm -hmm. check it out. First person account. Man, COVID had hit two of my Baylor Bears, Kalani Brown and uh, Lauren Cox, in the same week. Um, hope they're getting better. Hope they're hope they're feeling, um, you know, a hundred percent. Because I love to see them on the court. Love to see what they can do. Uh, especially Lauren, I love the way Lauren plays with the aggressiveness and blocking shots and just starts talking. But uh, I mean, it's just a very important tip to. Wear the mask. I cannot emphasize that enough. Please wear the mask. I have a heart disease, okay? So if you don't wear a mask, you can potentially put me at a more of a risk. You can give me more sick. Like, because I have a heart disease. So I can die. That's selfish of you. It's selfish if you don't wear the mask. I'm just being real, people. Listen, I, I was not, King, please don't talk like that. I was not ready for this podcast to take such a turn. But you're right. We do need to be treating this thing um, urgently. And as our producer Bruce noted, I completely agree. That is 100% real. And perhaps if we all took it that serious, um, we wouldn't be in this position that we're in as a country. But anyway, we're not going to belabor the point. We're not going to get stuck there. We definitely got some things to talk about since we last chatted, King. We, you and I have been looking forward <laughs> to a Who's Trippin' segment. Um, we do have a guest coming up on this week's pod. Uh, first-hand account of life inside the bubble. But before we get to that, go ahead, King. I know you've been dying to get this off your chest. 
We started a new segment. We're back again this week on Who's Trippin'? What's poppin'? Celebrity. Jack Harlow. Everybody knows this song. Jack Harlow, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. So, everybody knows Lou Will left the bubble for whatever reason he had to. None of our business. Funeral. Left the bubble. Oh, funeral. Okay, cool. Funeral. Okay, while he was in Atlanta, boom, he wanted some chicken wings. Went to the strip club. Went to Magic City. Saw Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, what are you doing? Snapping a picture. Releasing a picture to the to, to, to the world like you don't have a million followers. Jack Harlow, you're tripping. Why knowing that this man is coming right back to the bubble, why in the world would he release that out? Because you already know that's gonna be a big topic. So time you out. already know. Time out on the play. I assume that yeah. you are of the camp with Spencer Dinwiddie who says don't snitch in the bubble as well, since you are mad at Jack Harlow and not mad at Lou Will. <laughs> No, because Lou Williams was not going to the strip club to go see strippers. He was going to the strip club to get some chicken wings. And look, at first I didn't believe it, but I saw a picture of the Magic City chicken wings, and I promise you, if you look at those wings, those wings look incredible. (laughs) They, (laughs) They look amazing. So I believe him 100%. I also saw this was kind of funny. (laughs) <laughs> he left a, a, a Yelp review. I don't know if it was really him, but it was somebody named Lou Williams that said every time he's in Atlanta, <laughs> that he always has to stop on Magic City to get the, the chicken wings. But I believe him. I do not think he, if his intent was to go see Trippers, yes, Lou Williams is tripping. But if he was trying to get chicken wings, I mean, three months ago, in an interview he did with actually your homegirl, uh, my nigga, uh, I forgot her name. Ross he did an interview with her homegirl. He said that. Yeah, he said that Magic City has some of the greatest chicken wings. So, Lou Williams is not tripping. Jack Harlow, you're tripping. Here's here's where I'm going to school you, youngster, younger brother that you are. Oh my goodness! Here I don't. Go. I, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think that the reaction had. Like, I think the fact that he was at Magic City became a joke, but. It's not unusual for strip clubs to have bomb food. Up here in D.C., stadiums to have, like, bomb mm-hmm. steak. I don't know if they still do. I ain't done that in a minute. Um, but I think the issue is <laughs> that he was out and about, period, right? Like, he was given this reprieve from the league to go tend to a family matter. He could have pulled up in Golden Corral, and they would have been like, yo, what are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? So I think it's it's less about... The chicken wings and the location and more about going off of the designated route for you to have this time away from the bubble. Quite honestly, pray to God that he didn't catch nothing. I know the NBA players are getting tested immensely, regularly. But if not for Jack Harlow, would we even have known? And then he would have potentially come back to the bubble with Magic City chicken wings and a side of COVID? Like, then we have a disaster. So... No. <laughs> no, here's my thing to that. So what is he supposed to do, Monica? He's what is supposed, he supposed to. to come food? on, King. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I could call somebody and have them bring me food. <laughs> and I'm not an NBA player. He's supposed to be like, yo, I'm in the city. I can't be caught out. You know I got to go back to this bubble. Swing by Magic City, pick up my order, and bring it back. That's easy. But my man might be self-sufficient. 
Listen to you me. always want to talk okay. about being independent, okay? Be independent. You don't want to rely on anybody. I don't, My man probably didn't want to come in contact with people. He had his mask on. King, he didn't he, want to I mean, come he, into he, contact he, with people, but he went to the strip club to get okay. chicken wings. My man, look, this is how I envision this in my head. Please he tell was us. chilling. He was by he was by himself waiting on his order, right? Jack Harlow is just like a fan, like, oh my goodness, it's Louis Will. Because Jack Harlow in his song talks about the Louisville kicking in the club with the Louisville basketball players. Bro, you're a rapper. Who cares that you were the Louisville basketball players? That's nothing important. Anyways, so he's a fan. So he was like, oh my goodness, Lou Will. Oh, let me go snap a picture real quick and put it to the world. Because what you're not gonna see Drake. Matter of fact, Drake is a fan too. You're not gonna see like somebody like name a rapper. The baby. Um um, you're not going to see the baby. You're definitely not going to see the baby. You're not going to see him take a picture with Lou Will and tweet it out to the world like, look who I just ran into. Okay. No, you're not going to see that. This so, is, this, no. Lou was chilling by himself. Mm-mm. No, he was chilling by himself. Nope. And boom. Nope. A picture just happened to go viral. Nope. Uh, nope. I'm pulling my rank on this one. Bruce, we need <laughs> you because I don't think King and I are ever going to agree. So, Bruce, who's tripping between the two of us? Let's see who's tripping between Monica and King. Uh, let me think. King, thank you. you. Are tripping. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, sorry, I can't help you with the man thing on this one. You are totally tripping. Oh thank my goodness, because my man wanted some chicken wings. You know what? I'm gonna text you both the pictures of the chicken wings, and I promise you, you, you might no, change your thoughts. I've seen the wings. I saw the picture. Oh, you seen it? They look yeah, good. Right. They look delicious. But he was tripping, and so are you. Thank you, Bruce. And on that note, we're going to turn the page to our next topic. The WNBA is back, everybody. Um, opening weekend of the W, fantastic. I was watching closely. Um, super impressed with the Washington Mystics. Whoop, whoop. Um, the Atlanta Dream as well. Sabrina Unescu, I think she handled all of the hype around her entry into the league very well. She didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but I believe she's had 12 points. Four assists, eight rebounds, four turnovers. Um, she didn't hit from three, but uh, the WBA looks sharp. Uh, the product looks good. I'm super proud of the ladies, and um, I also am thrilled to see the support uh, coming from the NBA just up the road, um, the NBA players. I think what Kyrie Irving announced this week, donating $1.5 million of his own money to support WNBA players that have had to opt out or sit out this season, tremendous. Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. And not being performative, like, I know Kyrie catches a bad rap, but that, to me, mm-hmm. was a big-time deal. And I had a chance to talk with Natasha Cloud, and she says, you know, he refers to the women in the league as his queens. And so she refers to him as um, her king of queens. And so his support has been tremendous, so I just love that. Off to a strong start, especially with um, really forcing the issue of why Breonna Taylor's name is on the back of their jersey. I love what the W is doing. Yeah, I, I actually... um. I have to be honest. I have to apologize because for the longest, I was not a WNBA fan. But I watched it this past weekend, chilling with my daughter, and I was thoroughly impressed. Like I, I'm, I'm a huge WNBA fan. I, the, the, those girls can actually hoop, flat out hoop. I'm talking about like on a whole other level. It's, 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 it's different. Like I thought that it would be, you know, because women can't dunk, so I thought that it would be less entertaining. But I was 100% wrong. And to every woman out there that plays basketball, I apologize because the WNBA is 
the the new wave, and I, I'm I'm a fan now. I, honestly, I'm a fan. I'll be following it for the rest of the season. But it came to my mind. Hold on, before you ruin question. it, before you ruin it, I want to give you all the points because that was a very special, oh, okay. sincere, and honest <laughs> moment. Um, so thank yes. you for that. Continue. You're welcome. So it came to my head as, as I was watching the WNBA games this past weekend, Monica. This is a question for you. Bruce, you can answer the question too, actually. So, let's say, just in our own little world, let's say that the women's, the the best team in WNBA plays in college men's basketball, plays a season in college men's basketball. Would they be an NCAA tournament team? Over the course of the regular season, or could they beat an NCAA tournament team? Over the course of a regular season. All right, so I'm very real and very practical on this. Do I think Mm -hmm. that a, say, let's go with last year's title, at full strength, the Washington Mystics, the 2019 champs, could they be in the field of, we're going to go with the big field, 69 or what is it? What's the field? I think it's uh. Oh, oh, we should know this. How many, um, how many playing games you get? It's anyway. Sixty-four. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. The field of sixty-four. I'm like sixty-nine. That's not right. There's too many games. Okay. Could <laughs> the last year's WNBA champions, the Washington Mystics, get a spot in the men's seat of sixty-four? Yes, I think they could. Mm-hmm. Now, might they be in a play-in? No, I think they could do better in a play-in. But if I had to give them a seed, they're definitely probably a double-digit seed. Just because of anatomy. I am not saying that those women cannot ball out. But I am acknowledging anatomy. Elena Deladon at 6'5", in the women's game, as a point-everything, point-forward, is a little bit different than the 6'8 guy, potentially, in the men's league, that's on the wing, right? Now, granted, mm-hmm. your 6'8 wings, we're talking about your blue bloods, your teams that are probably going to be eight seeds or higher, right? But could a, mm-hmm. could the Washington Mystics, the WNBA champs, be a double-digit seed on the men's tournament and get through a season? If everybody stays healthy, I absolutely believe they could. Now, hmm. I think that's a great question, King, but I also would challenge you on why that is a question. And I think this is where you find fans mm-hmm. of the W, particularly diehard fans, get upset. Like this weekend, Danny Green was popped up as a part of the broadcast for one of the games, and I saw so many women on Twitter being like, why is he on the screen? Like, just show the game. I personally love basketball, period, and all of its players. So it doesn't bother me. But I do understand that for so long, the women's game has been subjected to conversations like that where there, it's a comparison. It's not necessarily a comparison. They are two different, two different games, and they are both beautiful and should be celebrated, right? Like... <laughs> Being yeah. able to, a women's team being able to play on a, in a men's tournament doesn't make what they do any less valid. It potentially makes it more entertaining because people resonate with men's sports a little bit better. But just like you experienced when you watch this weekend, if you take a second and enjoy the women's game because you enjoy basketball and you appreciate mm-hmm. athletes, like we don't have to have these hypothetical conversations because you respect <laughs> it and you see that those yeah. women are putting in work too. So here's here's my comeback for that. It wasn't more of a comparison. It's honestly more of a um, showing my admiration, like showing that hmm, these girls are good. These girls are just as good 
as the guys. The only difference is the physicality and athleticism. Mm-hmm. But skill wise, I think that these girls, no, there's no doubt in my mind, skill wise, they're just as good. So that's why it wasn't necessarily a comparison. It was just more so, hmm, like, could they play with them? I know they could play with them, but like, because of the physicality and athleticism, could they win? Yeah. Because there's no doubt in my mind. After watching the girls play, like, I, I think they're amazing. I think they're super talented. I think Sue Bird, Diana Taurus, I think those girls in the pick and roll will pick apart a lot of college basketball. I think they'll kill college basketball guys as far as reading the ball screen and dishing people, finding people. I think they'll, they'll, they'll destroy it. But I'm just saying, like, with the difference in physicality, do you think that they would win? Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a comparison. It was just me saying, like, these girls are that good to where they compete. They actually, honestly, I think they're more skilled. Mm. I think they're more skilled because there's no athleticism. Because a lot of guys in the men's game get away with being, they get away with athleticism. They like they literally only athletic, and that's why they're there. They're not skilled, yep. and they're stronger. Girls have to literally have skills in order to play because they're not dunking. They're not super athletic. They're not like super strong. They have to be skilled to play. Yeah. So it was more so my appreciation of how skilled they were. As opposed to like comparison. Well, I'm glad that you clarified that because it immediately took me to, I bet you I could beat you one-on-one. Anytime you tell a dude that you play basketball. And Lord, I am 30 years old. I do not hoop on a regular anymore. No, I'm not going to play you one-on-one. That is not a cute pickup line. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. Get out of my face. So, I'm glad you clarified that. And I appreciate that thought process. But I think for so many women that play ball and women that follow the game, a lot of times, those conversations aren't coming from a place of admiration. It's coming from a place of, you need to be validated by the men's game, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. But I think the more people, because I was even talking to my little nephew about this, and he was like, because I like to play with WBA on 2K. Like, I don't know if that's really? weird or not, but I, I like to play with WBA on 2K. But the only thing is, they, they made Brittany Griner, like, like, too overpowered. <laughs> Like, there's no stopping her, and it's, it's not fun because he wants to play with, with the Mercury, and I'm like, bro, you can't play with them because that's just not fun. It's not fair. <laughs> there's no answer for that. But I I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm really a huge fan of WNBA. I'm not just saying that because of the times and everything, but, like, it's, it's really, like, so I was shocked. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this thing, King, and I will clip this answer off and send it to friends in WNBA marketing. What caused you to watch this weekend? Like, were you part of the Orange Hoodie movement? You saw it on LeBron and company. It was like, let me check it out. Or is it me and this podcast? Like, what caused you to watch mm-hmm. now where you haven't checked it out before and you're an actual basketball player? Um, I think I think what they did with the whole Breonna Taylor thing, mm-hmm. I think that kind of raised my, um, my awareness of what they're doing. And it intrigued me to want to see, you know, what are y'all doing? on the court as far as social justice goes. I want to see how, how how far you take it. And I think that right there, just the fact that they put Breonna Taylor's name on a jersey and that they were so um, aggressive is probably a bad word, but it's the, it's true. Like, they're so aggressive about the Breonna Taylor situation, which they need to be aggressive because her killers is still on the loose, mm-hmm. which nobody wants to talk about. But still, the way that they're handling that, I think is amazing. And I think the the things that they're doing as far as, like, I feel like there's no other league better than them when it comes to these type of issues, when it comes to social justice issues. They're, they're like, by far the, the forefront, in the forefront. And I love it. 
And I think that once I tuned in and started watching, and also I think another part is just the fact that, you know, basketball really hasn't been on. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're getting televised games now, because they really weren't as televised in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a change. But um, now that they're more televised and it, it was on, um, that definitely, yeah, I, that opened my eyes, changed my eyes, even to the point to where I'm like, hey, like, I want my daughter to hoop. Like, I think that'll be super fun, like, for real, to, to be in the gym with her and teach her the game and to see her out there competing with, with girls like that, like that, of that caliber. That'll be super dope. Love it, love it. I'm so glad that we've added another fan, and I will say that literally the crux of my dad and I's relationship is because, not just because, but I think my dad being a part of my basketball journey is a huge reason why we're so close to this day. So I'm here <laughs> for all of that. All right, Darlene's going to do her thing, and we're going to move this conversation forward. We're getting insider information from the men's bubble in Orlando as basketball is set to resume. By the time you're checking into this pod, the season will be restarting. That was dope. It is time to bring in this week's guest, and she's a repeat offender. We're so lucky to have her back on the show. She visited with us back in February. She's the one and only Morgan Mitchell, who is the master Twitter fingers behind the NBA's Twitter account uh, with 4.6 million followers. She also has her own show on Facebook called No Time Mouse, and she is one of the elite few journalists that are in the bubble as the NBA is set to restart on Thursday, July 30th. Morgan, thanks for coming back on, and how are you? I'm actually doing good. Well, I guess everyone's good is relative considering the world right now but yeah way better than I thought I'd be doing I guess at this moment all right so in the intro we mentioned it you're inside the bubble on the outside Mm -hmm. we are all super envious because you get the games in person and it seems so cool and we're all impressed that the NBA and all the players are pulling it off but on the inside is it everything that we think it is from the outside so I'll say like my feeling of safety is way higher than it was. So I live in Atlanta um, and if people know we're open, open and cases are going up. So I feel safer being here than I do at home. Um, but in terms of like, oh, it's so, so fun. It's not that right. Like it's still work or at least, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's still in work mode. So it's really no days off because if you're one of the few people here, that means everybody needs something from you at some point um, on every single day. So it's it's really busy, but everyone has been, I think, treating each other with a lot of respect and trying to have some grace. And we all understand this is such a new and different experience. And we're all just trying to give each other some time to figure out how it should all work. Um and then if things aren't working, like, the league has been really open to, like, okay, this process wasn't great for us. Let's try this process instead. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not – I think other events, because they've done them for so long, are super stringent on how they're all going to work. But safety is the first priority here. So as long as it's safe, they're open to, like, figuring it all out together. Morgan, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> nice to nice to meet you. Wait, time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry, Morgan. Since you last came through, some things have changed. <laughs> the podcast added a young man by the name of King McClure, who is about to 
start asking you questions now. We're excited to have him, although he's been shady ever since he joined, but it's fine. It's all good. Shady? You're giving my girl shade? Yes. No. Shady? How have I been shady? Anyway, carry on. We're not wasting Morgan's time. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Look, we definitely have to come back to that. Anyways, Morgan, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. With all the safety precautions that the NBA is taking, do you think, like, do you really think that they're going to be able to go a whole season straight through, no problems, no anything? Honestly, yeah. Like, and I'm going to be honest, like, I was one of the people who were like, I don't know, right? But at this point, once you've been through the quarantine and once you've been getting tested every day and all that, like, it's hard to see where the bag could get fumbled, right? Unless somebody intentionally is wilding out. So if everyone's doing the stuff that they're supposed to be doing, then I think we're really going to make it. But if people start, I don't even know what you could do. Like security is deep here. So like how people were making jokes about sneaking girls into the bubble and stuff, like that's really not a reality that you're going to face. It's just, it's just not. So I, I think that we're going to make it. And maybe that's just me being in here and drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think so. <laughs> so in the intro, Monica said that the the elaborate intro that Monica gave you, which was fantastic, Monica, great job. You're, you're, you're a pro at those. Um, but in the intro, she talked about how you ran the NBA Twitter account. So how not- in the world? Not NBA, but NBA TV. Um, NBA TV. Yeah. So, like, Turner Sports. Yeah. So, that's obviously... Okay, 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 okay. I can give you guys a little breakdown of kind of what my position is down here. Um, So, a lot of it... Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, before you do that, can you tell us how you got the job originally? Yeah. So, basically, I was working um, summer league, and... Mm -hmm. They have a different, they have an internship program that you can do through Summer League, which isn't really associated with the NBA because the NBA has like an outside group that kind of does that. And then they work in collaboration together. So through Hall Pass um, Media is how I got that internship. And then I ended up working with some people at Turner Sports um, in Atlanta, which is where I was from and or not really from, but where I was living. And yeah, they had a job opening. Uh, one of the women I had connected with that summer was like, oh, you know, you should apply. Yeah, from there, that's kind of how it happened. So, rookie hazing moment that I'm now requiring you to go back to our February episode with Morgan when she gave us her <laughs> whole story, her glow up, her grind, some gems for uh, younger folks like yourself, King, trying to get into the business. So, that's now your homework because we, me and Bruce already knew that. I, I, I apologize, man, that I didn't listen to every 70 <laughs> plus episode of the show. <laughs> I apologize. All right. Well, back to the business at hand. I honestly thought, King, that your follow was going to be one Lou Williams Morgan who made headlines this week for some behavior to use your <laughs> terminology that could cause one to fumble the bag. Um, in general, though, it seems like the players have been focused and it wasn't like Lou just got to come back after leaving Magic City. He obviously has to go through quarantine. So what was kind of the energy after that news broke in-house? Because I know we had plenty of jokes on this side. I think everybody had a lot of jokes everywhere. But I also think it depends on where you're from. 
like, Atlanta people were really defending him through all of it because, like, the culture of strip clubs in Atlanta is different, right? Like, it's a whole, we just hang out here versus, oh, I'm just here to see one thing in particular. Like, it's a whole, like, we can just kick it and not even worry about what's going on. But the food is super bomb. Like, he's not lying. And a lot of the <laughs> gentlemen clubs in Atlanta, like, have really good restaurants. So I think some people felt like, oh, you know, this is annoying or whatever, that this is happening. I think some of Perk's comments, a lot of people were like, well, that's too far. You know what I mean? Like, it was a joke. But the league gave him, I think, 10 days for mm-hmm. quarantine. And what we have to remember, as players have been getting tested longer than anyone else. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, um, he went and now we're, start, we're starting this all the way over for real, for real. It's like he's been getting tested for months. So that's why their quarantine period in general was shorter. Because the rest of us start getting tested every day once we get here. But players have been going through this. You know what I mean? So... It was it wasn't as crazy inside. I think we haven't even seen him yet, like back with the Clippers or anything. So I think because of that, by the time he does get out of quarantine, everyone's gonna be like, Oh wow, we forgot you were there by yourself for so long. Welcome. So what is your daily day like? My daily day. Um, it is so depending on what we, I guess it's different because games haven't fully started yet, right? So it's been going to scrimmages and practices, um, and then still doing like my real job too. So everyone's kind of helping everybody because there's not many people in the bubble, like especially the zone that I'm in. Everyone's going to need help with something. So whether it's the TV side needing stuff or um, been working a lot with Taylor Rooks because she's doing a vlog called Take It There. So helping her collect footage and stuff for that. Um, it could be helping to test out this mic. It could be helping to produce this live hit. Um, just because there's not many of us. So every day has been different, which I appreciate. Um, but every day keeps you busy so that you're not just sitting around like bored. Um, you said zones. Tell us more. How are you guys divvied up? So... I believe that there's three different zones. There's green, which is the tier I'm in, and then yellow, um, which has a different set of rules, and then red. And everything is kind of in relation to, like, how close can you be to spaces that players also will occupy. So green zone, it's not like, oh, you can just hang out with the players, right? But it's you could be at the media scrum. You're allowed to be in the arena, like that type of stuff. Yellow is, I believe, you only go into the arena if your job requires you to. So if you're like a camera person or doing ops or something like that, I believe you'd fall into yellow. And they don't get tested every day. I think they get tested a couple of times a week, though. Um, and then the red zone, I think those are mostly people who are just working behind the scenes in the trucks and stuff that don't really have a reason to be in the arena. Mm. Mm. So are there any cool behind-the-scenes stories that our listeners would enjoy that you would be willing to share? Um, I'm trying to think of what's like what's cool. Like, like what would you? What do you mean, like a cool behind-the-scenes story? Um, 
Let's see what I would find interesting. Um, because I'm a little weird, so maybe I might not find something interesting. Um, that other people find interesting. Let's say like anything with a, say a player or something that's interesting. You know, stuff that you've seen that's unusual, that's just like out the ordinary. Um, I guess the coolest thing is that you get to see players interacting with people from other teams uh, that we don't usually get to see, I guess. Like, depending on how your practice schedule is lined up, you can run into another team type of thing. Uh, So those moments are always nice. Or it feels kind of like a little reunion, which is interesting. Like, these are people that I've worked with for a bunch of different events for all these different things. and now we're all in, I call it an adult summer camp type of vibe. It's like by the end of it, we'll all be like, oh, we all went through this thing together and have these lifelong bonds. I feel like it's going to be like that. Um, but it's also weird that we're not, you're not able to like hug people the way you normally would when you're greeting them or I think I miss, um, I think that was one thing that was hard for me, like greeting people. I was like, I can't hug you which is how I that's me like I usually give people hugs and oh my god and da, 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 da. like that's not what we can do in here so I think it's an interesting look on what life might be like if we get the pandemic stuff together is just how are we all going to interact with each other as people moving forward man that's that is such a daunting question, but I just, I want us just to move out of this. God, please let that happen sooner rather than later. Okay, but look, here's the part that I think is potentially the coolest. Um, actually being able to hear and listen to the players and the coaches on the court. I thought that we would be able to hear more Nat sound through the broadcast of the scrimmages, but the announcers are pretty loud. Um, I can't hear as much as I thought I would be able to, but for you, can you hear them? I'm assuming you can because it's quiet, right? Or is the mu- DJ music that loud? No, the DJ music is that loud. So oh. from what I've been told, they're trying to replicate the home arenas of the teams when it's their, when it's a home game for them. So, like, mm. for example, the Raptors games are super loud if you've ever been. Like, they're real loud. So they try to create that same environment and, like, a similar energy in there. Um, and then they're working with all this different technology to make it look like fans are in the arena. They're trying to give the players a Then probably you can on TV, but it's still loud. Like, you have to really be paying attention. It's not like passively you just hear Bron yelling out plays. Like, you got to be paying attention. Dang. I, okay. All right. Well, then now I don't feel so bad about what I can only hear or not hear through the television screens. But I think for both the bubble and the wobble that is uh, down the road, is Bradenton north or south of Orlando? I'm not sure. I think that it's south. Not like super far, though. Okay. Well, for, we know that a big piece of this puzzle has been both leagues, um, all of the athletes wanting to continue to keep the spotlight on social activism. And it's funny because I remember saying, you know, when we get back to basketball, no matter what, it's going to go back to basketball. And so to see Tobias Harris or even LeBron, um, those guys redirecting questions to the issues at hand, I think has been incredible. But I just wonder, is it sustainable? Now, I 
will apologize. I think that they have exceeded my expectations in terms of keeping the movement um, and the focus <clears throat> on social justice. But do you, from where you're sitting, do you think that this is going to be sustainable through what we got three months of this till we crown a champion? Yeah, I honestly do. Um, that was such a huge part of guys feeling conflicted about coming and playing, you know what I mean? They're like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of leaving my community out to dry if I do this and don't speak on these topics and these issues. And I know personally I've been given, like, because of the situation, I've been able to ask players questions and stuff. Like, I asked Chris Paul specifically about, you know, what are you doing to work with the WNBA because they're always on the forefront of social justice movements. Like, what are you guys doing to partner? And that's when he's uh, talked about Michelle Obama coming and actually speaking to them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's on both people's parts, right? I think as media, it's our job to keep, I, for us to keep talking about it. Like, I'm a black woman, so I find it very important that we're down here and having these conversations. But I think they understand that as black men, that's important for them to make sure that this messaging is out, right? Because this isn't what we all want to do. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be fighting. It would be lovely if we could just exist and be and not have to fight for basic human rights, but we do. So either the culture is going to shift or y'all are just going to hate us more than you already do. So pick a side. Well said. Yeah. The energy. <laughs> That's energy. real. That. Yeah, hey, I love the energy that you're bringing. So kind of lighten the mood just a, just, just a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was scrolling down on Instagram and I saw a post that talked about the potential of there being a 2021-2022 bubble again. Then I read some of the comments and saw some NBA players saying, nah, you're tripping, bro. No way. What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, it's not up to anybody but our government. Like, if we are protected and taken care of, then there won't be a bubble. But as we see, some leagues and teams are going to try to have some fans. I think NASCAR has tried. I think they're talking about NFL attempting to have some fans at some point. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be in a pandemic not acting right and have fans at games, right? Because eventually, it's going to be the one player from some league that doesn't survive the illness, right? And then where do we go from there? Man. Ooh, girl. That's so much to consider. Um, yeah. And I also think right. that people got to remember, the NBA got, what, 70? Like, closer to 80% of their season in before this hit? Yeah. They so, got a lot done. We only have eight regular season games um, that, were, that we need to get through before playoffs. Right. And so that's a much better position than as we see the MLB is in and let's not even start on football at any level, college or pro. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that matters. I don't know. Like, I mean, King, if it were, if it were you and somebody said the whole season is going to be in a bubble, I, I don't know if that would go so well. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I did this, this year's season. I tried to win a championship next year's season. No way. I'm not playing a whole – I'm pretty sure you wouldn't play 82. There's no way you can play 82 games. I wonder, do you think they would just turn it into a series of tournaments? And by region. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's like doing tournaments 
and then like a bubble for playoff type of deal, like creating smaller bubbles. You said I don't know that. I just uh, literally made that up. No, but that's a legit thought because you said you're comparing it to summer. Yeah, I've been said this is like adult AAU, so it'll just be pool play until you advance further. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, we don't know. That would actually be very interesting. We, I, first I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. No, first of all, let's all be here for people wearing their masks, maintaining their distance, and us getting this virus up out of here so we can return mm. back. Not Big. to normal, but so that we can return to enjoying sports in person. But, Morgan, lighter note, like King said, how many masks do you own and how many are branded? Um, When you say branded, like NBA branded? Yeah, NBA TV, or like, do you have a, a Somebody on Instagram that you love, like, what's your deal with masks? Has it become a part of a fashion statement for you? Um, I don't think it's really, not even think, it's not really a fashion statement for me. I came down with some of the masks that I had personally, just in case, because I didn't know the situation, but there are masks everywhere. We have some stance ones that some of the guys um, have been wearing. There's ones that are NBA branded, and then um, I had brought like a just an all black one with a, with a, the disposable filters and stuff. But me and my friends have been talking about it, and I think I just need to figure out how to make it a look because I don't. It's just not something I ever had to do, so I don't really know how to rock it the uh, way I should. I, no, I get it, and personally, I hate it because my lips are my favorite feature. Lovable lipstick, like I hate it. Yo, I, like to that note, I was so dumb. I brought lipstick. No, I do like, not Like, in multiple shades and lip gloss. <laughs> and I just looked at myself like, wow, you're so goofy. So, yeah, I'm with you. No. I'm so annoyed that I even brought them. I just put them back in my bag like, sorry, I'll see you guys. I don't know when. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I'm hurt. I was. I was about to come through with a red lip for opening yes! night. Like, <laughs> I was ready. Uh-oh. <laughs> hurt. I feel you. Look. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I've actually learned how to rock the mask. You would, you don't, you don't, yeah, but you don't. Wear. See, look, that that's just me. See, I'm just like, I'm, if I have to wear this every single day, I'm gonna figure out a way how to rock it effectively. And you don't wear the mask that you know the one that just goes over your mouth and then you know connects to your ears. You want you wear the one that drop, drop, drops down, kind of looks like a like a long scarf because uh... you can really make that more 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 swaggy than you can make. The regular, like you know, the regular, the regular blue mask that everybody wears. No, I don't want to rock the same thing everybody was wearing. So, <laughs> I, I like the, you know, I, I like the dress. So, me personally, I went no, yeah, that mask you put on Monica, that's not it. That's not a fashion statement at all. <laughs> You're so annoying. I just no. <laughs> and you got it inside out. The blue Whatever. side is supposed it's to be reversible. Short. Continue. Oh my. <laughs> let my girl live i can't so, even see her but i know she deserves my support thank you morgan this <laughs> fool is you. gonna be the one to go buy a dapper dan mask talking about some it's a fashion statement spending no. thousands of dollars on a mask you gotta wear it every day the so goal is, is for it to keep you safe and it's a go- health it's for your <laughs> health first thank you and, and the goal Bruce, is for them to go Bruce, away i need you <laughs> Y'all, like, I've seen people with, like, lace masks that that they were trying to sell on Instagram. Like, it's lace. What are we talking about? (laughs) Pointless. Stop ganging up on my guy, King, here. Come on, man. There we go, man. (laughs) I gotta stand up for my, I gotta stand up for my rookie co-host here. Okay, you guys. All right. Get a 20. Okay. Get a 20. 
let's get let's get back to okay. the topic at hand. So, if you were a player, mm-hmm. what message would you wear on the back of your jersey? That is a good question. I don't even know. I know there's like supposed to be what twenty different options or something, something around there. And I know some yeah, guys are choosing to or not to. I think it, yeah, I think for me personally, if it didn't resonate with my heart, I probably would go like LeBron AD and not do it. But if I had, if I was a player and had the funding, I would be that player who was always giving back to my community and always investing into people. And I think for me, my I think a lot of things are so performative that are happening right now. Not saying the jerseys are or aren't. But I would just want to make sure that whatever I was really doing is what I was actually about and not just trying to, you know, fake like I care about something. Mm. Mm. Man. So, look, you're right there. You're talking to these guys, you know, Chris Paul, um, LeBron James. Those are people we know that are putting money into their community. Um, And I, I believe, and I might need to go back and check this, but. I believe that the NBA has acknowledged that they need to examine their front offices, their coaching staff, so on and so forth, because you're right. While I love the platform that the NBA is allowing players to use and putting their support by having Black Lives Matter on the court, so on and so forth, um, even within a league that we love like the NBA, in order for this not to be performative, things need to change. So since you've been on the ground, what gives you confidence that it's more than performative or that it is not, rather, performative from the players? Um, I mean, I think the best thing about, not the best, but one of the best things about the NBA is that, at least like from the top down, Adam has made it very clear that players are allowed to be who they are and talk about the issues that they care about. And I've seen that consistently, like even the coaches wearing different pins and Lloyd Pierce starting like, you know, the group to get the coaches all on the same page. Like, I think that that's a real thing when it comes to the hiring of people in executive positions. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. And mm-hmm. to me, I'm tired of only seeing black people in positions of power when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm ready to see what that's like. But I think what we all got to remember is that hiring is not easy and you cannot hire the wrong person. Um, just to say that you hired somebody, right? Because then we're creating a different problem of, hey, let's make sure that people have the what they need to have to be able to complete the task at a high level, mm-hmm. not that you set them up to fail, right? Just to say that, oh, well, we hired. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's not even just with the NBA. That's every major corporation in America is all having to reexamine Let's look at why we only have 10% black people in management positions or why we only have 4% in executive level. Like, everybody's been on that. So it's got to be a culture shift, and the NBA has to be a part of that. Yeah. Well said. That's Mm -hmm. the perfect answer because you're right. This is still high-stakes, results-driven industry. And so to have a black squad that ain't prepared and can't win, like, that doesn't do anything. In fact, it is probably detrimental to us. Right. Because still people are going to have their stuff, right? It's not like, okay, now we're saying the Black Lives Matter and now people are listening to that so that they now lose everything that they've ever thought about Black people, right? Like, that's the whole issue Mm -hmm. is that people have 
believe these things for so long without even really knowing a black person, that doesn't just change overnight. Right. Agreed. 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 Well, well mm-hmm. said, Morgan. We certainly know that you are down there working. So we got some quick, like, rapid fire things. Um, because I hope that you're enjoying yourself, right? I know you're working nonstop, but like, it, this is historic. Like, you're gonna be in a 30 30, 30 for 30 one day talking about like your perspective. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope so. <laughs> All right, so one word or one item answer is really short. Um, King and I will ping pong back and forth. First one, what is the quarantine snack that you have to keep in your room? Uh, chip. Mm. Okay. Wait, what kind of chips will be judged based off this answer? I'm gonna be honest, our options are fairly limited. Um so, so right now I've been rocking <laughs> with uh sun chips or barbecue chips. Okay. Alright, that's that's acceptable. Yeah, I, I as long as you're not one of those like original lays type people. Um favorite I don't know what's, <laughs> don't know what's wrong with the original lays, but right, what's wrong like with the original lays? That that's so nasty. Like that's just that's plain. Whatever. Like, are you gonna have so you put flavor? fifteen sauces on your chicken sandwich. Exactly. That's what I <laughs> no, I just put mayonnaise and ketchup. Oh, you put mayonnaise? Oh, <laughs> never mind. I can't. I don't. I don't respect anything you have to say about food anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. You know what? Back back to you. Back to you. Okay. What is your go to music selection? In the quarantine. Uh, I'm an R&B girl, so I feel like with all the chaos mm. happening, I like some chill vibes when I get back to the room. So who you got teed up now? Janae is always in rotation. Uh, mm. Sizzle got thrown back into there last week. Uh, who else? I started listening to Bryson Tiller again. Oh I feel like God. I miss him or something. Yeah. So... <laughs> Come back um, for around like 
Western Conference Finals and Finals time. So I get like a little break and then I'll be back to it, Ooh. which is nice. Okay. How's the <laughs> weather been? Like, are you sick of humid Florida or? I mean, you get used to it. You just know it's going to rain around like four or five every day. And, you know, it's not, it's not super bad. Like, I, I live in Georgia, so I'm used to the heat. The humidity obviously is not my favorite, but luckily I got my hair braided, so I'm really not. If I if my hair was like I had to do it myself every day, I wouldn't be okay mm. at all. Mm. I, I wouldn't that. make it anywhere. It'd be a mess. I get that. Um, but since I just, you know, wake up and go, it's been cold. Okay, so last one, and um, you can take this wherever you want, because this is a safe space. What do you that. wish you could have delivered to your room? That I mean, is there anything that you can't have? But like, what's the one thing that you wish you could have? Yeah. To? Um. There's like so many. It's probably like like food from specific restaurants. Like we can't order Postmates and stuff. Like y'all saw what happened to Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm not getting those ten days. But <laughs> I think it's just food from like different restaurants. Like, I would love some, like, Asian cuisine or something. Or some tacos, like, the real tacos. Y'all don't have tacos in the bubble in Florida? I mean, it. Mm. they make different, they have to feed all of us, right? So, like, I can order room service, but, like, it's on a limited menu. There's just, and then they give you meals every day, but it's not like, oh, you get to pick from those options, but you're picking from those options. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So just like having that, I miss. Well, my girl, um, as always, like sister to sister industry, sister to sister, I'm super proud of you. Like literally, I'm looking forward to the 30 for 30 when we have a watch party for like Taylor, Morgan, Malika, like (laughs) young black journalists that were in the bubble and killing it. I cannot wait. Uh, Same. um, So please stay safe while you're down there. Thank you for being so generous with your time with us. I will. You're amazing, King. It was great meeting you. King, you better keep up with Monica. She's a real one and she does not play. Okay, people. It's time to wrap this thing up. Thanks to our guest, the fabulous Morgan Mitchell of NBA TV and NBA.com. Thanks also to our extraordinary producer and the judge of Who's Trippin', Bruce Bernstein, and to our terrific editor, Ben Wolfen, who makes us all sound good. Please check out our other Pure Hoops media shows. This week, the Mike Wise Show features former player, coach, and executive Dave Wall, who sizes up the keys for success in Orlando. Full Court Press with Fanta and Adams has had incredible guests this summer, and their show drops each Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is back with Derek Bodner, who covers the 76ers for The Athletic. Otto took some time off this week, So Bruce filled in for him, but we're definitely looking forward to Otto's return next week. In the meantime, you got to catch Bruce as a co-host. He's terrific, in case y'all didn't know. All right, BJ Armstrong is back with Eric Newman on the Pure Hoops podcast, which drops every Friday. And King and myself, King and I, are back next Thursday with a brand new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Listen up, my friends. This COVID-19 is nowhere near done. And I'm very sincere in saying that. Please continue to pray for the safety of our medical professionals and essential workers who are putting it all on the line for us. 
the real heroes in the world. Shout out to them. Do not be selfish. We touched on it earlier, but please wear that mask to protect yourself and others. Continue to observe social distancing. Wash your hands, please. If you don't, that's nasty. And treat everyone around you like a cherished teammate or friend, even if they're strangers. And keep working for social justice with our fellow citizens of all races and religions as we work on creating a more inclusive society. Also, Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there free. Do not forget about that. If you like buckets, boards, and blocks, please subscribe. It's free. Everybody likes free things. Listen, and please give us a five-star rating. It would mean a lot. Until we meet again for my co-host, Monica McNutt. I am King McClure. We'll see you next week. But until we meet again, Monica, do the honors. I was going to let you say it, but enjoy (laughs) your hoops. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.